Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Our conversation today will deliver you perspective and guidance around how to live well, achieve a healthy lifestyle, and live a life of balance, really helping us to understand how and why we all have the power to feel our best. Uh, joining me for the conversation today, glad to welcome to UBS Conversations, Chris Johnson. Chris is a keynote speaker on these very topics and is also the founder and chief executive officer of On Target Living, which we'll learn more about in just a moment. Though, Chris, I do want to first welcome you to UBS Conversations. Thank you for spending some time with our listeners, our clients, to share your perspective and experiences around these lifestyle topics. Looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, Dan, I appreciate you having me on. I, I'm looking forward to this conversation, and, and hopefully some of your uh, UBS listeners will benefit from it. Absolutely. So, Chris, maybe as a starting point to get our listeners more acquainted with you on Target Living, can you speak a bit to the philosophy, how it was developed, and maybe the principles behind the on Target Living lifestyle? Yeah, if I went way back in time without kind of spending too much time here, but I was uh, I worked at one of the largest health clubs in the world, the Michigan Athletic Club, and I was the director of fitness and training. And I had competed in bodybuilding, and um, many people are struggling with eating. And so I developed this thing called the Food Target, and I went to a branding specialist, and he said, "You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do something with this target." So that's the, that's how the name was evolved. Was called On Target Living, and really our philosophy is, is very simple. We're not a diet. We're we're basically teach people how to pivot and create a lifestyle they love and try to teach them um, how they can make the lifestyle that's specific to them. And the three pillars we teach is the resting, eating, and moving. And so really that's our philosophy, taking one small step at a time. And we know lifestyle and health is not always easy for everybody, but when people feel their best, they perform at their best. And that's really the gist of what we've done for UBS over the years and many other organizations just trying to get the people to, to feel and perform at their best. Well, Chris, thank you for that background. Maybe we can dive a bit deeper into these principles. And I know you recently authored a book around these topics, a Rest, Eat, Move, which I've had the pleasure of digging a bit deeper into. And if we tie this into the current environment, I know thinking back to the height of the pandemic period, maybe a year and a half, two years ago, many of us likely found ourselves falling into patterns or maybe behaviors that contributed towards an unhealthy life. Lifestyle, whether it was the foods we consumed or lack of activity in our day-to-day -day lives or disruption of our routines, if that's working longer hours at home or having to juggle more at home. So you do, Chris, cite these three pillars as key to building and maintaining a healthy lifestyle, those pillars again being rest, eat, and move. So, Chris, can you break each of those out for us and speak to how we can put these pillars to work or apply them to our own day-to-day -day lives? Yeah, Dan, so the, the key we have to understand, um, you know, going through the pandemic, I think it really created a lot of awareness for people, but then all of a sudden created a lot of uncertainty and havoc and uh, mental health has never been worse. So I think it hopefully woke our, our population up, hopefully in the United States and around the world. But still, even with that being said, people developed some bad habits along the way. People weren't moving as much. They were probably maybe consuming a little bit too much alcohol, the processed food, the list goes on. So if you broke it down a little bit, and if you looked at most, I would say most organizations, especially some of the higher performers, I think one of the biggest 
areas that's neglected is getting enough rest. I see this in our world today. We're overtraining, overworking, we're overbreathing, under sleeping, under spacing. Bottom line, we're under resting. And so the rest pyramid, we have to start understanding that the stress really is a wrecking ball for the human body. So whether the, the stress is real or perceived, it doesn't matter. Stress is physical. And then from there, we get into the power of breath. I mean, I think one of the breathing is one of the most powerful tools. It's free and everybody has it, but it's the fastest way to calm the mind, relax the body. is simply breathing through your nose, using your diaphragm, and slowing it down. So that's a big thing we teach on a regular basis to all of our clients, uh, whether we're speaking or we're doing retreats or whatever it might be. But breathing, in our society, many people, are, they breathe too fast, they breathe through their mouth, and they breathe through their chest. So, again, this is a bit just doing the opposite, the nose, the diaphragm. And then sleep. The fastest-growing group of medications in the world today is their sleep medication. So if you get a broken night of sleep occasionally, not a big deal. But the thing I like to tell people the most about sleep is this. It's not a waste of time. If you want to have a healthy brain as you age, you want to be a better performer, you want a better digestive health, the list goes on and on. We have to understand that sleep is not a waste of time. And the last piece we like to discuss under the rest is getting enough space. This is what I see more and more people that we're not having enough time in our world to do the things we love to do. And enduring space, is where we all create memories. So I, I see a lot of people, I'm trying to create more space. Imagine looking at your calendar, you're going to have a whole lot going on this weekend. I think most people agree that's a nice feeling. So again, I see that under the rest, we're not getting enough rest. The second pillar, really simple, breaking this down, but is the eating. You know, as simple as it sounds, but food is medicine, food is information for the body, but food is love and social. It's a lot of things. But the key in, in the eating piece is understanding the power of what we eat. Whether it's getting enough water during the day, maybe your body is too acidic, you're eating too much protein or, or processed food or alcohol, whatever it might be, to make the body more alkaline and get your gut healthier. And then looking at how you can slowly upgrade. I'm a big fan of the word upgrading. So imagine if you're doing coffee every day, how could you improve the coffee? If you put a creamer in there, can you get a better creamer? So whatever you eat the most or drink the most of, that's where you start to slowly upgrade. And people love that philosophy versus just say hey, eat this or don't eat that. And then fasting, that's a big, that's a big uh, question mark. A lot of people are asking about intermittent fasting. But really what we believe is a 12 to 14-hour overnight fast. It's easy to repeat. You're not on a diet. and It gives the opportunity to clean the body. And there's many other things. We talk about cod liver oil. We talk about wheatgrass. But the bottom line is using the food target slowly make upgrades and understand the power of food. And the last piece is movement. And really the big thing I try to teach everybody is getting the mindset around moving your body every day, not exercising for an hour, but moving your body every single day because the greatest benefit is what it does for your mind. Motion creates positive emotion. We talk about positioning and posture, restorative movements. There's a lot of things. Strength training is the fountain of youth. But the bottom line is take a look. How much are you moving on a consistent basis? So if you broke these three pillars down, you made them very simple. I'm really paying attention to my breath. I understand the power of sleep. It's not a waste of time. I'm giving myself a little more space. I start upgrading what I'm eating. I'm eating, uh, you know, uh, higher quality foods, drinking more water, 
fasting 12 to 14 hours and I'm moving my body every day, this is the bottom line. This is what, you know, UBS teaches every day. It's called compound interest, and it's the blocking and tackling that you can repeat day in and day out, and this is the, the result that I've seen in my 35 years of in this business. So that's kind of an overarching big picture of the three pillars, and that's why I titled my book, the latest book that came out in January is Rest, Eat, and Move. Well, Chris, across all of those spectrums, a lot of practical takeaways we can all apply and consider for our own lives. I do want to ask you, Chris, about the mind when it comes to achieving a healthy lifestyle. How does the mind factor into that? And I know it starts with us all. In what ways can we take responsibility for our own health? How do we put that to work? Well, I think the bottom line is when I started writing this book that took me a couple of years to write, I started thinking about what do I want to start with? And when I work with people one-on-one or we do retreats or we do, you know, live speaking events, the thing I have to do at the very beginning, which I always try to do is I got to set it up. I got to tee it up, but the mind has got to be open for making some of these intentional changes. And if the mind is not ready, you know, the belief systems, the mind, but your health really truly begins in the mind. So you have to get in the mindset. It's no different than a a UBS advisor sitting down with a client. The client has to be intentional about what they want to do, their future finances, what they want it to look like. It's no different in health. I sit down and I start asking questions to clients. And then you really start understanding how they're thinking because the health truly begins in the mind. So when the mind is starting to be more willing, I talk a lot about belief systems. You're opening up for new things. So is your box of beliefs nailed shut or are you willing to open up that, that, that box? So that's really where the health truly begins in the mind. And when the mind gets right, it's pretty simple to start slowly, slowly adding this and that. So then we start building habits and then now they're, they're going up, their journey has now begun and they're starting to see some great results without feeling like they're overwhelmed. So that's really the health truly begins in the mind. So something at UBS, Chris, I know our chief investment office has been talking about for some time, that being the progression of healthcare over time. And as I was going through your book, Rest, Eat, Move, you do spend some time on this very topic. So from your vantage point, Chris, from what you've been picking up on or experiencing in the industry, how do you see healthcare evolving over time? Uh, Any notable areas of innovation from a technological standpoint or product? there, as well as any notable hurdles or challenges that exist that could slow down or even prevent progress from taking shape? Well, the number one thing I think everybody has to realize, the two things we're not taught in school is finance and health. And we have to get in the game. Everybody's gotten to get in the game of the health. When we don't have our health, we don't have a whole lot. So imagine if a UBS client came in to see the UBS advisor and there's not a lot of dialogue, you're not going to get a great result. And it's no different in the medical world. If you're going in to see your health professional and you're not prepared and you have no clue about your blood work, the list goes on. You don't need to know it too deep, but you need to be curious enough. So that's step number one, because it's not fair to your doctor to walk in with broken sleep, high blood pressure, hormonal imbalance, the list goes on, and think you're going to be fixed in a 15-minute visit. It's not going to happen. So when you start getting more engaged, asking better questions, you're going to have a better dialogue and get great results. So that's step number one. We have to all get in the game of health. We can't go in there blind 
and think that we're just going to get fixed by this pill. The pills are going to do fixing the symptom, but they're never going to fix the source of the problem. So that's step number one. Step number two, there's a lot of advances going on. I mean, we have the wearables today, but really we'll get back to not only what the diagnostics are. I just did a podcast on diagnostics. But what are you going to do about it? Do you really need to know that this is out of balance? So it's nice to have these diagnostics. The future is going to be breast. So right now we have the wearables, whether it's the Whoop or the Aura Ring or whatever it might be, which is great. creates a lot of awareness out there. But the second piece is going to happen in the future relatively fast is going to be breast. There's going to be over 80 diagnostics with breast coming down the path. So, again, there's going to be a lot of non-invasive evaluations. But it really will come back to what are people willing to change? Because a lot of times people know they have these issues, but do we really need to have a, a heart attack to start eating better? So that's the stuff that we have to step back for. But you're going to see a lot of nice technological changes. But more than that, we have to get more informed. And that's why I wrote this last book. It's 365 pages. It's a guide to help you navigate this area. And uh, when we have our health, we pretty much have a lot. So when we don't have it, we don't have a lot either. So that's the goal, is to help people be able to navigate the space. A couple of things just to share with everybody as we wrap this up. But I think the big thing is, is really putting more value on your health. And I really think the pandemics woke us up that when we don't have our health, we don't have a whole lot. So step number one is really putting more value in your greatest asset, and that's your health. Number two is starting to be a little bit more intentional. I love the word intentional, so I'm going to be a little more intentional about my breathing. I'll be a little more intentional about drinking more water. I'll be more intentional about moving my body or getting a better night's sleep. So intentionality is a big deal. And then from there, really thinking about what one or two small steps you want to start taking. Because I think when we start getting overwhelmed in this space, I'm going to eat perfect, I'm going to work out every day, that's not going to work. Never does. The diet industry has about a 95% failure rate. We spend about $60 billion a year. And the reason it doesn't work is people go too fast. So I think if you become more intentional and really start building some small steps that slowly turn into a habit, that creates lots of momentum. And I love the word momentum. I think we all understand momentum. And then when you go from, the last thing I'll mention is when you go from extrinsic motivation to intrinsic motivation, now I'm doing things because I want to, not because I have to. And that's the goal we try to teach is how do you create a lifestyle that people love and enjoy? And the last thing I'll mention is this, that people really have to understand that in this today, we're needed more than ever before. And understand that you have the power to feel your best. And I think that's really, that's really magical for many people when they truly believe that they have the power to feel their best. So, again, again, I'll thank Joe for our great relationship with Putnam. And, Dan, I really, truly appreciate the opportunity to reach out and talk to the UBS team. And hopefully uh, at some point in time we'll connect with many of the UBS listeners out there. Chris, it has been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you again for spending some time with our listeners, our clients here on the UBS Conversations podcast channel for a valuable discussion around how to achieve and maintain a healthy and balanced lifestyle. Of course, there is a lot here that our listeners can take away from this conversation, apply to their lives. So I trust your guidance will serve our listeners well. So thank you again, Chris. My pleasure. 
As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the agreement and disclosures that we provide to you about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review Client Relationship Summary provided at UBS.com forward slash Relationship Summary or ask your UBS Financial Advisor for a copy.